Hey, AfterBuzzers and Bold Type fans, we are more excited than ever to share this after show with you today because we have the one and only Melora Hardin, aka Jacqueline Carlisle, in the studio. I cannot wait to ask her all of the fun questions about the Bold Type and talk about Episode 6 TBT. So stick around right after this. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. Welcome back, AfterBuzzers and Bull Type fans. Guys, I'm so excited, especially because Melora Harden, you are with us. Is this real life? I'm pinching myself right now. You guys are cute. Well, I was just telling, um, I want to say Jacqueline, but Melora, I was telling Melora earlier that we are a huge fan on our after show, and your character exudes so much of everything that we just love and it gives us hope for the future and just wanting to have bosses that give that type of mentorship it's amazing and yeah thank you that's i mean that's all the things we were hoping that everyone would say about the show and about Jacqueline in particular she is a wonderful mentor and a woman of grace and power and um, integrity and support and all those things that you want your boss to be. Yes. And especially women, it's really important for us to see examples of women of power that are, that are mentors that are, um, you know, holding one another up rather than, uh, cutting them down. And I just think the way Jacqueline supports and empowers her young employees and gives them air under their wings to fly is really quite special and, uh, and really important for women to see young women and older women uh, I can't tell you how many women stop me on on and men like the show too they love the show but I mean uh, women in particular stop me and say you know uh, I had a woman who's like 65 stop me the other day and say I love the show and I watch it with my daughters and you're the they, their favorite characters because they <laughs> want to be a boss like you or they want a boss like you and that's just that's what we want you know we want people to be have something to look up to and have have that you know have that aspirational um, quality. Too. Well, you, as long with the cast and the writers, have done a phenomenal job of doing that. Thank the you. message is getting across, and we love it. Just to introduce the rest of our panel before we get into it, I am joined by my lovely co-host Carla Beltran. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? And I'm Ali Nasta, of course. And let's just get right into it. So, overall, this episode I think is one of my favorites. This is totally my favorite you episode. Love it. <laughs> I love it so much. I was like, oh my gosh, the fashion closet. <laughs> yeah. It was. That's where the fashion closet came from. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And it was so fun to kind of see them all get their start because obviously yeah. they're so established in mm-hmm. these in these seasons that we kind of forget that it, it was a lot of stepping stones to get there. And even in season one where Sutton was compared to where she is now, totally. you almost forget about that struggle. Mm-hmm. So to kind of see that and show that you've got to make those steps and you've got to create positions for yourself, yeah. it was so empowering and so fun to watch. Yes. And, and just to see that, you know, Jacqueline makes some mistakes sometimes too <laughs> what about the awesome fashion oh thank you amazing i mean yes. seriously right wasn't that cool 2014 yes. i love the pink hair that oh, um cat hat yes. i was like oh my gosh that was so 2014 yes. and the I dress that jacqueline's wearing it was like sort of on the runway at that time on like yeah. 2014 it oh was the, the thing it was the dress you know yeah so uh yeah it was really fun to to play play that i've got to ask too because you have some phenomenal pieces <laughs> I sure do. do you all, have the time. Any, yeah, all the do you time. Have any push or insight into the fashion, or is that all just the stylist on the show? Oh no, no, no. We absolutely, you know, pick things that that 
excite me that feel like Jacqueline, you know, and she's incredible. The, the, you know, our costume designer is amazing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a super fun collaboration that we have and, uh, and we all have input obviously, because it needs to be things that we feel good in for our characters. Um, and then, you know, also feels, uh, right to the costume designer too. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you're obviously the tie that kind of strings everything together in the storyline, and you are a huge proponent for all these girls. Mm-hmm. And this episode in particular, we get a little bit of insight into Kat and how she kind of pushed her way into being head of a social media management and kind of pushing down those boundaries. Obviously, Jacqueline always is, you know pushing the girls without pushing them mm-hmm. is are those things how did you pull that out of this character is it things that you've kind of found in your past life that kind of people have been a mentor to you? How has that come across in the character? Well, I mean, when I first read the script for the pilot and they offered it to me and I, I was so attracted to the fact that Jacqueline is a mentor. And as we spoke about a minute ago, that she is so empowering to the girls and that um, I should say young women, not girls, uh, but but that, you know, even in this episode from from tonight um, where she says to Jane when Jane's so kind of googly eyed and in awe, you know, um, of meeting Jacqueline, who's sort of an icon in, you know, in her position um, at the magazine and as editor in chief. And, you know, she says, who are you? And she's I'm Jane Sloan. I'm an intern. I'm starting as an intern today. She says, really? Because you look like a writer to me. And I and I think that there is that insight that she has. I certainly think that that's something I have in my life. I can kind of feel when I meet a young actor or, or a, a young a dancer or, or an artist who, who sort of says to me, you know, uh, you, you can kind of feel when people kind of are the, in the right place in mm-hmm. their life, doing the right thing, and when they're not. Yeah. And, um, and I think that that's a really, really cool thing that, that she, yeah, that she fingers with the with the young ladies definitely and with jane in particular i feel like there's just this special bond and we've seen it in past seasons with her kind of taking on a little bit of a motherly figure and knowing kind of jane's past and what she's been through is that something that we might be able to see as a foreshadowing of how jane might kind of come into her own at scarlet mm-hmm. yeah i think i mean i think that you know i think that that jane is a kind of looks up to Jacqueline so much and is kind of, um, you know, has what it takes yeah. to to be able to become an editor-in-chief if that were to be the move. You know, at some mm-hmm. point, maybe Jacqueline will decide to do something different and, and you know, who knows. But I think that um, I think that right now she's learning a lot from her and still needs her. And I think that, um, you know, remains curious and um, receptive to all of the wisdom and all of the experience that Jacqueline imparts. Mm-hmm. And on a little bit of a lighter note, too, is that they all kind of thought that they almost killed Bobby. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious, too, because think about all those times you've done something where you're like, OK, I need to lock it in the vault. I'm never going to talk about it again. Right. And then you go to tell your boss this huge thing that happened. Right. And then you're just like. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be fine. <laughs> Have you had any scenarios in something that you've done where you're like, I'm going to lock it in the vault, and then you finally let the truth come out, and you were like, oh, okay, I feel so much better now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, probably. 
<laughs> but nothing's we've, popping into my mind at the moment. We've probably all been there. Yes, I think we've all been well, there. Well, this episode really kind of based around telling the truth. So yes. and it kind of showcased how important it is to tell the truth in mm. different scenarios. So that was one of my favorite parts of this episode. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously it was funny, too, because the whole time you're like, this doesn't seem like Jacqueline to kind of talk bad upon somebody, especially yeah. in an email if she knows it were to get out. Um, and it was funny that it's it's stemming from a bad relationship and something went sideways and as the audience, we don't really know what that is. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you can tell us, you if you can't, no worries, but is this something that the writers told you, the background of the story of their relationship and where it was going to go or is it something that you kind of had to kind of configure yourself in leaving that bit of a little bit of mystery. Mm-hmm. No, we talked about it a lot, actually. Um, and and I don't. I'm not sure that the relationship was bad. I just think it was. It's just part of her past. Yeah. And um, and it you know it ultimately did not end up in being a lasting relationship, but mm-hmm. it ended up being a really positive and constructive and fruitful working relationship. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you know, but maybe you know, it seems like Bobby still has feelings. And um, and certainly, I think Jacqueline has warmth about her memory of of whatever they shared, which maybe you will find out more about. I don't know. We'll see. Mm. You know? I sure hope so. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. Every episode we do, we want more of Jacqueline, just because you give so much fruit to every episode. It's mm. so amazing to watch, mm, and we're not you. just saying that because you're here. We yeah. do say this every week. Um, <laughs> But something that really has been worrying us lately, especially, I mean, it was kind of nice to have Patrick step aside this episode (laughs) and have Jacqueline take the reins, but we have been worried that she's been getting pushed out because last season, you know, those emails went out, which I was really shocked that those emails that were sent about the board wanting to do something about it weren't the main overarching theme of this episode. So I was just wondering, you know, she doesn't seem like she'd be someone to go out without a fight. Are you kind of able to share any word on if this is something that could actually happen? Like, is Patrick somewhat going to take over? Is Jacqueline going to stay in? We are just so... <laughs> These are all the questions we have. We're so, every week. We're yeah, so I mean, curious. Um, I mean, I think Jacqueline is, as you said, an important part of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think she can just be booted out mm-hmm. um, right now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be very odd, and I think that the fans would be upset. Yeah. And I don't really quite know how the show would succeed the way that it does without her, because I do think she is very much the anchor of the yeah. show. She mm-hmm. is the she's the landing pad, and she is sort of the wind beneath their wings, mm-hmm. um, Kat and Sutton and Jane's wings. And so I feel like um, if there isn't that, then everyone's kind of spiraling in their own little universe that isn't necessarily connected anymore. Yeah. She's sort of the yeah. connecting the connecting tissue, the connective tissue. Um, I think Patrick is a really important element to the show because he brings in this kind of young millennial egotism and this idea that uh, this kind of ageist um, philosophy that it does not include or respect or admire experience and 10,000 hours and, um, uh, you know, uh, what comes with age also is experience and perspective and grace and ability to understand how to handle difficult situations and challenges. So I think Jacqueline is going to handle the mm-hmm. challenge of Patrick um, 
like she always does. Uh, with, with such class. With, with class and grace. <laughs> so much grace. <laughs> and, and she might teach him something along the way. Uh, I love <laughs> to hear that. Because we've been struggling ever since Patrick has been introduced to the storyline. We, you know, we're on this this teeter totter of okay, we we think we like him, <laughs> and then we're like, but no, he really got on our nerves this episode. I can't believe he would do that. Right. And so we've just had this struggle because obviously we love Jacqueline, and with those those um, kind of underlying themes that they kind of fed to us at the end of last season, mm-hmm. yeah. we were really worried that what is Patrick going to do, right. and is he going to make huge disastrous problems for her. Right. Um, but I think we've kind of seen that too, that he is kind of, I think people are gonna understand that it's all just kind of a, a churning of events and things have to make change and kind of fall into place as they should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think part of what makes a great character um, especially on the bold type is 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 that you get to watch their evolution. And I think that's part of, of, of Jacqueline's um, position you know, in the workplace, it's also her position on the show in terms of she helps them evolve. She's the one that kind of instigates the evolution and, you know, offers the wisdom, the path and suggests it. And and there, there are people that won't take, you know, her advice. My life coach in real life is amazing. He says, you know, you know, I'm a coach. If people take my, my coaching, then their life gets better. If they don't, Nothing changes. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's kind of Jacqueline. I mean, in the sense that she offers her perspective and it usually is right. Um, it's rarely wrong. And, and, and it is informed. It's an informed perspective from experience, from age, from, you know, uh, just just the years of, of uh, struggles, of failures and successes that she's had. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it's fun to watch how the characters do or don't follow the the kind of path that she lays for them it's kind of like the the you know the 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 yellow brick road you know she she really does lay that down for them and uh and so we'll see what patrick does with it it'll be very interesting oh, <laughs> i cannot i'm so excited to hear that <laughs> <laughs> i know because we've been really struggling we're like he's getting on our last nerve i can't believe it um but, but he's also him. pretty appealing too that's, yeah that's and i and is. i love the actor who plays him peter mm-hmm. back i think is so talented and such a wonderful um what i call spice seasoning to the show i think he adds a just a whole different feeling that's really different from anyone else on the show i think everyone's wonderful on the show really really great i think it's a a really wonderful cast of of characters and and actors that embody those characters um but i loved when they added him and i think he does um he does add something yeah Mm -hmm. i agree and it is it is, whether it be good or bad, you know, every episode is a give or take, but yeah. he does add a little bit more of conflict, but slash, you can kind of see a different side of all of the young women mm-hmm. and kind of where their struggles may lie with even having someone change it up a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, right. And how they kind of interact with that. Um, but it also has been so fun to kind of see you and Jane, well, Jacqueline and Jane really start to work together. Yeah. Um, especially because, you know, she's obviously been a huge mentor for her and she's been able to give guidance. And I feel like sometimes Jane has almost given Jacqueline a little bit of advice here or there. Sure. Do you think that's something that the audience should take away from that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, the thing is, the whole, the to me, the whole thing that Patrick brings in, the main thing that he brings in for my character is this idea of ageism. And part Part of ageism is, is reversed. Yeah. It goes the other way, too, mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, I think what's cool about Jacqueline is that she, like a good parent, right, she is learning 
from her her young employees, just like they are learning from her. And I don't think that she absolutely writes Patrick off as as sort of just a pain in the ass because he is and he's egotistical, but he is also really good at what he does. And I think though he can tend to write her off, I think she can still see beyond his 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 egotism and his narrow-minded perspective on her. And he can, she can still see his value, and I think that's true of Jane. That would that Jane, you know, she you even saw her the episode last week, or uh, where she thanks Jane. She says thank you, you know, for um, when she does her her their ten year uh, anniversary speech uh, for being editor in chief of Scarlet. You know, Jane comes and tells her about a story that Jacqueline had written in the past that still inspires her, and where she checked in on that woman who she'd written the story about, how who Jacqueline had written the story about and that woman is still doing that and saying how Jacqueline's story inspired her to keep going and and um, and Jacqueline feels like you know I, I can't uh, stop what I'm doing because it's important what I'm doing and she thanked her and not only did she thank her she rewarded her by saying we're going to write this story together and and you know I think that's uh, you know that's the sign of a true uh, mentor and a person who is really confident and evolved that they can, you know, that they can acknowledge others, um, especially people that are under them professionally. And uh, and I think that's, yeah, that's part of Jacqueline's amazingness. She, this is so beautiful. Is that a word? No, you know what? We're going to make it a amazingness. word. Amazingness. Part of Jacqueline's um, amazingness. I love it. No, and it, but it is true. I mean, even if amazingness isn't a word, we're going to say it because she's just <laughs> fabulous in every right of the word. And I think we're all, as an audience, taking away what you should and shouldn't do and, and learning how to either be a mentor or seek out a mentor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I think also to be able to see a picture of what it should look like. Mm -hmm. If someone's treating you badly in the workplace, you should be able to see, you know, Jacqueline and say, no, that's not right. And I don't want it to be like that. And, And be able to see that confrontation can be good mm-hmm. and and truth you know yeah. truth telling is is important and valuable and what you were saying earlier before we even started the show that you know sometimes on the show we talk about things that you have trouble talking about in real life and i think that's one of the real victories of the show and um and we are a show that is about truth it's about real modern issues but it also is aspirational it's trying to help give people encouragement and nurture the idea of facing those difficult conversations mm-hmm. and bringing those difficult disagreements and challenges into your everyday life. Definitely. And we saw that exactly with Sutton today because I was even like, whoa, she just created a position for herself because she had, you know, she had the courage to actually say, listen, I've heard that this is something that happened. She did the research, and she made that an opportunity for herself. And I think that some of us that might be a little bit more shy or a little bit more, you know, reserved Mm -hmm. and and hold back what we actually want Mm -hmm. can stop us from progressing. And those those examples that these writers do so magnificently is show that, like, you can be a little bit, you know— I don't even know how to say it, but you can push. Yeah, you can be a, you can be a little bit stronger. Yeah, you can be, and it's not bad to speak about what you want and be vulnerable. Yeah, you know, even if it means um, kind of maybe getting a no, mm-hmm. you know, getting a no as an answer. At least you've spoken up. At least you can walk away saying, "Gosh, I I spoke up and I asked for what I wanted." Yeah, and you might get it. 
So why not? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you might actually get it. I mean, it's like Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In. You know, she um, she got a lot of flack for that book. But it's like I, I actually really feel like anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, regardless of, of your abilities to, to you know, we all have to balance things, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yes, it's true that some people can't, you know, get that full-time job because they have to, you know, take care of their kids or they, you know, can't get, um, you know, child care. And there's those things. Yes, that's absolutely true. But you have to start somewhere. Yeah. You have to start by asking for what you want and by thinking, you know, and because here's the thing, you know, if you don't ask and try to get it, then you never know if you could. Mm-hmm. And if you do get it, yeah, you're going to have to rethink and realign with how that's going to work in your real life. Because we all, when things change, we all have to reassess. And, you know, sometimes you're making more money. Sometimes you're making less money. Sometimes you're, you know, have more opportunities. Sometimes you're left. And so how do you balance all of that? And that's the other thing I love about Jacqueline is that she's not just a powerful woman in the workplace. She also has a long-term marriage and a family that she holds equally prioritized at the very top of her list. Uh, Along with her career, she's passionate about all of her relationships, work relationships, Relationships and personal relationships. And every woman I know of power, um, you know, including myself, uh, who has succeeded and done something as long as I've done this, uh, is balancing all those balls. And they're doing it really gracefully. And they're doing it and they're doing their best. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sometimes they trip and sometimes they, you know, are not, but they are really in general, great examples. And young women need to know that you can make it work. You just have to have a great partner and you have to have a great support system and you can create that and ask for what you want. Try to get it. <laughs> yeah. You're literally, this is real life Jacqueline Carlos. I'm just like sitting here like forgetting that like the camera's on just like paying attention. And I'm like, yes, yes. Oh, that's good. I mean, that's good. We're all inspired. And I, I really truly believe too that you're pulling away from your own experiences. And Jacqueline seems to be a little bit of a part of you. And you've had a very established acting career. You've done so much. Has there been somebody that's been a specific mentor to you? Or have you had a bunch along the way? And if so, like, how have you approached that? Mm -hmm. I would say I've had many mentors. I don't know that I knew that they were. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would have to start with my mom being, you know, because she was an acting teacher and, you know, taught like Leonardo DiCaprio and, and, you know, Jessica Biel and, 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 you know, all the Phoenix kids and, you know, River Phoenix. And so it's, you know, she was a great example to me of a woman who was a mom and, and, and a really powerful woman in the workplace and really giving a lot of herself and I also was a really serious dancer. I'm still a dancer, but, you know, was really, really serious. I would have told you I was going to be a ballerina when I was, even though I was acting from the time I was six professionally, I was also dancing and really dancing seriously and, you know, went to the Joffrey Scholarship Program when I was 13. And, you know, so I, I was, I, I learned a lot from my dance teachers. I'm so grateful that I was so serious about dance because it is, it's really a, an incredible discipline and, um, you learn about, yeah, you learn about hard work, you learn about persistence, you learn about integrity, you learn about grace, you learn about um, 
did I say consistency? Yeah, I think I did. <laughs> consistency, like never stopping. Persistence, persistence, persistence. As the Ronald McDonald, uh, you know, the guys who started McDonald's, that's one of their adage, their adage that they uh, that they have up that my dad actually gave to me, and I have framed in my in my house, and it basically says, you know, um, you know, that talent alone will not. Uh, make you succeed. Um, education will not be the thing alone that will make you succeed. Um, it is persistence, persistence, I persistence. And I think that is the greatest lesson I learned from all of my years of dance. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and, you know, and lots of amazing people in my life, but great directors and and, and some not so good ones, which can be just as valuable, mm-hmm. you know, to work with people that you go, yuck. Yeah. You know, like, no I way. don't want to be like that. <laughs> really, no way. And everything you just said is, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that's power. That's also very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> well, you are an actress and a dancer, but you are also a singer. <laughs> and we heard you the other day during our news and gossip. We played a little snippet of you singing. Oh. And, um... <laughs> I want to know, how has that helped you kind of grow within, like, also becoming a mentor with, like, your voice? Mm. Well, first of all, I mean, we have to do a musical episode of The Bold Type. Yes, that was actually... Yeah, because every (laughs) single person on that... I mean, well, all the ladies, like me, Katie, Megan, Aisha, everybody can really sing. And I I don't mean, like, kind of sing... I mean, really sing like beautiful voices. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we got to do that. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> um, we've we've been hinting about it since okay. since the beginning, but uh, and we'll get there. Maybe we'll get there. Um, but uh, so, what was the question? <laughs> Which, well, it's what, 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 like, yeah. we're excited about a musical yeah. episode. Yeah. That. I'm thinking about my my question, which was going to ask you if you guys have thought about t- telling the showrunners about you guys having a show. Oh, you guys okay, okay. But the other question was like, your voice is huge. So mm-hmm. like, how has the singing also developed you to become like to have like a bigger voice? Oh, I see. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, I've done a lot of live performing and when I, and and I write songs and I will say that I've had my own journey, challenging and painful, um, journey of, of, um, you know, getting up on stage since I was about 18 or 19, um, and singing, you know, at clubs around and um and that was really really challenging for me because i was never i was never really an instrumentalist i mean i consider my voice my instrument i'm not great on the guitar i'm, I'm really terrible on the piano and i kind of felt like there was like limits because of that and so then i just was like well whatever i'll find people to you know i'll find a band and i've had bands and i've had you know musical directors and so there is something really powerful and profound about getting up on stage and feeling like you're speaking about your story mm-hmm. in a really revealing, you know, way um, that you think everybody knows exactly what you're talking about. Now they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I've gotten older, you realize they don't know what you're talking about. But it feels like you you are telling them your innermost secrets. Yeah. And um, so there is a lot of power in that because I, I always say, you know, um, I'm right now currently working on a documentary that I'm in and I'm also directing that is that is very much about shining light on shame. If you shine light on shame, um, 
you you have it has shame has no power unless it's hiding in the dark shadows and so you know to get up in front of people and sing words that i've written from my heart that i love and that are painful stories or uh or or challenging stories um or joyful stories for that matter um it it really does grow that idea that if you just sort of speak it out loud or sing it out loud or dance it out loud or act it out loud, nobody, uh, there's no power anymore in the shame that you might feel around those dark, scary feelings. So there is a lot of power in, in singing, in particular singing my own songs, um, but other people's songs too. That's so powerful. <laughs> have you? I know you have a couple of albums out. You've done it before. Do, yeah. Is there anything that we could look forward to that might happen with your happen with your singing? Or uh, yeah, I mean, um, I'm probably going to have some kind of um, something in in my documentary. Um, but also, I think that um, you know, I gosh, music is part of my life. I. I definitely I'm writing a book at the moment. I kind of see that book becoming a musical. Um, so I hope that, you know, I hope that 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 will happen. That would be, you know, that's kind of a that's a long term plan. But I do think that I do. That's my plan. You know, um, so it's it's all. Yeah. I mean, music is part of me. It's definitely always there. And um, and I, I I can't wait till it you know, has maybe a little more of a platform in my, in my, in my life. Well, just the little that we've heard, I mean, you're phenomenal and all yeah. facets of everything. <laughs> Thank you. Honestly, um, you really do. You and Jacqueline are kind of one of the same from <laughs> like what we're learning right person. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously we, we have to bring it up because you were a boss on mm-hmm. another show. Yes, <laughs> I <laughs> certainly a, was a very a, different kind of boss, but yes, a very different kind of Ooh. boss. But how has that experience affected the experience that you are today on The Bold Type? And if you aren't familiar, we're talking about <laughs> The Office. How has that experience compared to this one? Oh, I mean, The Office was a joyful experience, and, and it was a different experience because I have been in the business as long as I have, because I've been working since I was six. Um, you know, Greg Daniels was the showrunner and, and creator of The American Office. Um, and Greg, the way Greg works, was really different for me, really exciting, uh, because he is so collaborative because the writers were so included because the writers and the actors were talking so much. Uh, that's really different than the way I grew up as a kid. You know, that, that wasn't the way television was made ever. So for me, that was, that was a real first and it was, um, super exciting way to, to, to make TV and, uh, and super, and it, it really utilized my skill sets because I do come from a lot of improv and, um, and got to improvise and play and, and, you know, so that, yeah, a lot of great, I mean, of course, and, and now it's an iconic show and Jan's an iconic <laughs> character. Um, and, uh, so there's nothing but goodness that has come from that experience. <laughs> Amazing. And, with all of the reboots happening right now, I'm sure you're getting this question all the time, but do you think that The Office would ever come back for a second run? I mean, I think people have talked about it. I don't think that it should because I just don't see how that would be really that exciting because they're not going to get Steve. They're not going right. to get Ricky Gervais. They're not going to get uh, John. They're not going to get Ed. They're not going to get – Yeah, know, you know, it's just It's just everyone's off doing other things. I think they should make a movie. Uh, that would be great. Would the Office, movie. the movie, yeah. and then they could do sequels, and I think they'd get everyone for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because gosh, you yeah. show up for you know a couple months and make a movie, 
and then everyone comes out and watches it. I mean, I think a movie's way more interesting than yeah. doing the show again. The show's amazing. Yeah. It was done in England, mm-hmm. amazingly. It was done in America, amazingly. The only thing to do is do, you know, mm-hmm. movies of The Office. The Office 1, The Office 2, yeah. The Office 3, The Office 4, whatever. We could do as many sequels as we want. I mean, there have been some comedies with a lot of sequels. Yeah, and it's true. And it's great. And, you know, then everybody shows up for it. 100%. And it's super fun. Super fun. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this has been so, so much fun talking to you and just kind of getting a feel of what Jackson's like and what's in your head when you're creating this character. We're going to do a really fun thing just to get to know Melora for a second. I'm going to have Carla take this one away, um, but it's just a quick this or that, what okay. you like more um, for the fans to get to know you. All right. Okay. So we're going to start with coffee or tea? Tea. What okay. type of tea? What's, yeah. Peppermint. Ooh. Ooh. That's good. Caffeine or no caffeine? Or mint melange. No Ooh, caffeine. No. I can't drink any caffeine. No. <laughs> I, I need to get off of caffeine. It's yeah. so addicting. Just yeah. to be like, oh, I got my coffee in the morning. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> grateful that I never was ever a coffee drinker. Wow. Because it just would have been another thing I had to give up. Um, <laughs> I, had a thi- I had a thyroid thing for oh, a while. No. And one of the things, I, I, I cured it naturally and yeah. with supplements and support. And, and, you know, one of the main things I do is change my diet. And one of the oh. things I had to do was not ever eat any stimulants. So for me, like I never drank coffee, luckily, but I did drink Coca-Cola and I haven't had a Coca-Cola probably in over 20 years. But uh, but I did like Coca-Cola. And so that was like a thing I had to quit. And it was hard because I I probably had a Coca-Cola at lunch every day. Like I really, really enjoyed it. (laughs) No more Coca-Cola, no more caffeine. Thank God I never liked coffee. That's all I can say. Oh, (laughs) that's dedication. (laughs) Okay, next question. TV or movies? Uh, I mean, kind of for me, movies, because I don't have a TV in my house. What was... Oh, you don't have a TV? (laughs) (laughs) Before I ask my next question, why don't you have a TV in your house? Um, When my first daughter was born, my husband and I decided to get rid of TV. Okay. Um, Because it's distracting, um, and it sucks a lot of time. And we wanted to try to raise our kids without TV and without a lot of, like, screen time. And they're in a Waldorf school, and Waldorf is all about low to no media and uh, really valuing education and kids going out and playing in the mud and riding their bikes and getting dirty and climbing trees. And we knew that it would be really, really hard to enforce that if we were watching TV all the time. So the only way to really do it was just stop it. Oh wow, that's admirable. I mean, that's yeah, a, so that's great. I mean, yeah. to kind so we of haven't had it out. for eighteen years, seventeen years. Wow. <laughs> well, what's your favorite movie then? If you because if you watch movies, you go to the theaters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I just saw. What did I just see that I really liked? It was so cute. Um, it was a really lovely movie. Uh, my daughter wanted to see it. Was uh, it in theaters? Yeah, it was in theaters. Um, it was about that disease, uh, five oh, feet apart. Oh, my. Five feet apart. I cried yeah. like a baby from the start to the finish. It was so charming and beautiful. I loved that film. It was so great. But it yeah. also, it enacted, like, you wanted to afterwards, like, make yeah. sure you gave to something. Like, it exactly. made you learn about something that you didn't know before. Absolutely. Which I mm-hmm. love when a movie incites that to yeah. where you can learn and also want to make change in yeah. some way, some form. And I'm also yeah. super excited to see Palms, which I think came out. 
today or last Thursday or something or Friday. You know what that is? The yes. Diane Keaton, like the older ladies cheerleaders. Yes. Oh, yes. It looks so good. <laughs> it looks so funny and so cute. And, and I just like, I love those women and they're freaking funny. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm really excited to see that. Okay. So <clears throat> phone calendar or a planner? Um, phone calendar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everything, you get those nice reminders. Yeah, your phone. <laughs> I really love my phone calendar. Mm-hmm. Okay, beach or mountains? Um, I think mountains, but with some water. Okay. Yeah, like a stream or a lake, running water, waterfall. Yeah. Do you like nice. hiking? Yeah, I do like hiking. Okay. I don't love hiking. I'd rather go to a <laughs> dance class, preferably. I like to dance more than I like to hike, but I like to hike, and I like. You know, I like, I like, I like, especially if you're going to hike, have a picnic or a swim at some beautiful spot where there's not a lot of other people, yeah, <laughs> which definitely. is hard to find in the world anymore, yeah. ever. Very true. <laughs> but, but yeah, I do like that. I love that. So now movie night or night out? Movie night in or movie night out? Oh, movie night out. Yeah. yeah. Of course. I know. God, I love a movie night what's out. What's your go-to movie theater snack? Snack? Oh, popcorn. Yeah. Yeah, it would be popcorn. Definitely. I I can't really eat anything else there because I try not to eat sugar. Like I try to save my sugar intake for something really special. Mm -hmm. I try not to waste it on like a Twizzler. Yeah. What would be your indulgent if you could go into sugar? Uh, A really excellent, crunchy chocolate chip with nuts cookie or a pie. What kind of pie? Um, Cherry is my favorite because I like that it's tart and not very sweet, smothered in heavy whipping cream, not whipped. Oh. (laughs) Poured. Poured, not whipped. Thank you very much. You heard it here, guys, on After Buzz TV. Um, Melora, you are just marvelous, amazing in person. Thank you so much for joining us. You guys are great, too. Before we wrap it up, we're just going to get in some quick lightning round predictions because we do this at the end of every episode. I'll just sit back and listen, okay? Carla, starting with you. Okay. And now, your After Buzz TV. (laughs) You guys. So one of my predictions is actually going to include Adina because Ooh. we all know that whenever you decide to move on from your ex, your ex decides to show back up. So <laughs> I think that Adina is going to be making a comeback very soon and it's going to maybe stir things up between Kat and Tia. Definitely agree on that. Also, I think there's something fishy going on with Pinstripe. I was just going to say like, that. Um, why are you acting so weird? Like, this is not normal pinstripe, so I have a feeling that we might be in for a treat with him. I actually wrote down in my notes that something is gonna go wrong because everything's going too good right now. <laughs> Obviously, besides what's going on at Scarlet and the hack and everything, yeah. but one of my predictions is that something's gonna come out in Pinstripe's book, which I've been saying for weeks now, but I think that it's going to be very bad, and now that there's all this press behind it, Jane's going to find out sooner rather than later, and I don't know what that means, but I think it's going to cause a tiff in their relationship, because right now, I think that Richard and Sutton are kind of beyond the point of, like, fighting about the little stuff because they've had the serious conversations, but Pinstripe and Jane, as much as I love them, they're unfortunately still in the honeymoon phase, and I feel like things are going to go wrong, and I hate saying that because I love them, and I've been really excited that they finally (laughs) found each other, Um, but that's mine, so something's coming out crazy. We're ready for it. We will have to wait and see until next week. Again, 
Melora Harden, where can they find you on social media to keep in touch about what's going on in your world? Uh, On Instagram, I'm at Melora D. Harden. And on Twitter, I'm at Melora Harden. I think Facebook, I'm at Melora Harden. Perfect. (laughs) Carla Beltran, where can they find you? You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Instagram at I am Carla Beltran. And hey guys, Allie Nasty here. Follow me on Instagram at Allie Girl. And of course, follow AfterBuzz TV on all social media platforms. Again, we can't thank you enough. You are the best. (laughs) You You give us so much inspiration in this character, the show means everything to us and we appreciate you being here yay thank you so much thank you all right guys we'll see you next week bye our founder kevin undergaro and me maria menounos would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz tv remember we're not just the first we're the biggest in the world and we're the only destination for all your favorite tv shows whatever you crave we've got it so go to afterbuzztv.com and check out our lineup buzz you later The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.